ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I'm Matt Acevedo, joined by always by my magnificent seven co-host. Because there's because like I can nail seven things that's magnificent about him, but I'm not gonna do that right now. Christian Hughes. Uh, you know, actually, I think we have time. All right. Well, here's seven things about Christian. No, we don't. We don't. We have a lot of business. That's to true. Attend that's to. true. We have other people to compare. But Christian, what's up, man? It's been a minute. It's been quite a few minutes. Yeah. It's been quite a few minutes. We missed this. We are yeah. we are in our finale, and we've been everyone's shaky with anticipation to see who is going to be crowned the Division Two champ. That is true. So maybe we'll, let's not waste any more time. I agree. And let's just get right to it, guys. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is a huge spoiler episode. This is our C- a Division Two Part One finale. This is the semifinals before we find out who will take the 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 title of Division Two champion. So if you're just tuning in, this is. A culmination of 64 characters. We've narrowed it down to four. Yep. And now they're going up against each other to compete next week in the final round. Yep. This is our this is 21 of 22 episodes in season two. Yep. That's right. So let's do it. But before we do it, we need to have a serious spoiler warning. That's right, everyone. This is your chance. We will be going into spoiler territory. It is the only way we can get the true answer we need today. Which, I mean... The second round here is much less spoiler-averse because those characters are so well-known. Yes. Their media is essentially done. But the first two characters right now have ongoing shows. Like, new episodes are coming out this week for both shows. Yeah. Uh, But we cannot talk about these characters without talking about their journey, which will spoil everything that has happened with them thus far. That's right. So if you are not caught up on The Good Place or My Hero Academia... Uh, if you haven't watched either at all, maybe listen and maybe you'll hear something that will be so tantalizing that you'll have to go start. That's right. Guys, this is it. Five, four, three, three two, one. one. Spoiler time. Bah, bah, bah. Let's get into our first matchup, everyone. We have, uh, we have, he's he's good. Or is he bad? Or is he, was he bad? Or is he good? Michael from The Good Place. Yeah, Michael the, de- Michael the, that. The sixty thousand foot tall hell fire squid with demon. Tentacle, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm so glad you saw the most recent episode. <laughs> that was huge piece of information. Huge piece of information when we get down to who's gonna win in a fight. <laughs> yeah, and that last episode was also a very big one for Michael Oof. as well. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. But Michael is going up against our boy, the number one hero now. Number one hero now, right? He was number two. Number one well, hero. He's son, not, but his yeah, his, his father. Yeah, his dad. This is the, his dad is the number one hero now, is Shoto Todoroki. Yeah, Icy Hot. Icy Hot, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's jump into this, man. I so, think we... I, yeah, we did our precursor. We talked about how they got here, so we don't need to go along that journey again. Yes, like we, We've that's done right. our primer. We've talked about what makes them great, so let's just immediately compare. Already out the gate, Michael's coming in hot. Well, because he came in out the of, sense because he of, came from the bad place, or that's true. Yes, <laughs> but I, I honestly, this last season of the Good Place really shows how he's evolved as a character, like dramatically. Yeah, you know, he is self. He's become selfless. When the show started, he was selfish. Even the whole program, like to to create this program, was it for his own benefit? It didn't even necessarily help the demons. He just wanted an experiment to make himself look good, uh, and to see where he's come now. Where you know when. To when it comes down to if a lie detector, you know, if, if they if they think that he's a de- uh, uh, a fake, then just kill him, like. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a nice full circle, come back to 
his previous growth because it was in the second season when he sacrificed himself to save the group. Yeah. Uh, and allowed the bad place to capture him. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice to see him sort of like he has grown, but um, he's still a fallible character because he still made mistakes. But the thing about it is it feels like the, the mistakes he made this time weren't bad place mistakes because he was trying to he was hiding the truth um, for a good reason. Right. right, As right. A, you know, kind of like they're doing with Chidi. Like they are ostensibly all lying to Chidi right now. Yeah. Um, which he asked them to do. But then it's like it's such a it's a moral gray and it's not a demonic thing. It's like such a human thing. Yeah. Which it's like Michael's becoming essentially a human. I think like part of the whole reason they brought up what he is is like when this all ends, I think he's going to be given his body. It's like that's what he will actually be. He won't be a fire squid anymore. Yeah, I think he's going to get be an angel. I think he's going to get his wings or something. Yeah, or like whatever a good place thing. I don't know. I don't know if these people go to the good place. I think like I think that like they become the bearers of the get better place. That's oh, that's a good. That's a solid theory, right? Like, like, do you think Michael would actually want to be in the good place where everyone is just happy and like? No, I think he likes the messiness of humanity. And yeah. he likes the emotional aspect. Um, I mean, it feels like where the show is headed right now is is sort of saying that like people are redeemable. Yeah, which I mean, we will talk about redeemable people <laughs> again later. But uh, yes, we will. But like Michael, for instance, was a demon and still is. Like he he is tortured souls for an infinite amount of time yeah uh, a jeremy Barramy amount of time and now he is helping people yes that is coming hot out of the gate you are right so let's let's uh let's start thinking about this why why is todoroki better than michael is it because he's powerful yeah it's tough to say but already he's kind of had like not as a severe change but he's definitely also had like a change of heart as well oh, they've both grown they've both grown a lot although in... Todoroki was never bad no he was never bad he was, he was never just bad. cocky and like self like you know wanted to prove himself to his father and everyone that he's not his dad you know like he was entitled he felt entitled. better than other people yeah exactly but now he's, he's opened up and he's come to work together with people and uh you know and and ask for help and be and he's a been become a good comrade. Yeah. So Todoroki for me is I, I mean I go back and forth with him and Midoriya as my favorite characters on the show. Yes. And the reason I like him so much is because I feel like uh, whenever he is making a choice on that show, there's like some decision behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like oh we got to do the right thing. It's he he always has. Um, his history to contend with. Yeah. Right. So like when Todoroki finds Midoriya in the alley and he's fighting Stain. Uh, Stain and it's clearly like, Oh, I got to help my friends. But it's also like, I'm the number two hero son. Like I need to be like strong enough to take down the hero killer. Like my dad's out there showing me how things work, but I'm over here like actually fighting the hero killer. Yeah. So you think that's like a cockiness to him that, that, that right there or is like, I no, kind of feel I like that's has, a lot immense amount of pressure. Yeah, no, I think he feels like I think he both feels like uh, before he was entitled to his power, whereas now I think he feels like he has a responsibility to wield his power correctly. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. 
So that's what I'm saying is like I don't feel like he's just doing things because he's supposed to. I think he feels like if he doesn't, then who's going to? Yeah. Right. Which is kind of like a you know great power with great comes great responsibility kind of a deal. Yeah, we sort of do have a Spider-Man v Darth Vader matchup right here in some ways. Oh, that's a good point. Right. Wow, that's interesting. Like whoever we decide here is going to influence possibly the next match. So here's what's difficult about this is that like I I find that honestly I find I personally find Michael as a more interesting character. I've never seen anything like him. You know, like the to literally be a demon and have that redemption arc um, outside of little Nikki, but little Nikki's really bad, you know? Um, but like I, I, the concept of having a demon just turn around and want to be, be better and help people become better. I, it's, it's just so interesting and unique. And as much as I like, like Todoroki, I, I need to start really breaking it down um, because right now, like I think Todoroki has an uphill battle in my opinion. I think right now, uh, Michael is like a really big powerhouse that I didn't even realize he was, you know, until we we had we started this show. Yeah. Well, then let's. I mean, we gotta let's let's look at some of our categories because, um, I don't know if Todoroki has an uphill battle. No, no. Just because uh, I think anime is entering this place where it is now no longer a sort of niche pop culture and it's just becoming culture kind of like comic books did i think and this is what i've been telling people for a while like comic book movies are huge now but like we are going to move i think video games and anime are the next big thing oh absolutely become like i mean culture not just pop culture look video games is being shown on like espn now like it's becoming but i but i mean also as like a movie like as a entertainment video format yeah storytelling because video game storytelling i mean as we've seen all of our characters get eliminated it's still been so limited just because what you could do yeah but now it's like finally almost it's almost there yeah exactly to where like people that don't play games are still going to like want to know because they like the story yeah, like what's happening, and so I think that we're gonna finally get like good games and anime movies. Like My Hero has an amazing anime movie, um, which Todoroki, interestingly enough, has like a really sort of like side role in, even yeah. though he's so powerful. And I think he it was really interesting to show him um, work as such a good like support class. Like he even at some points takes on a leadership role when he sees a. Uh, Midoriya being levitated up and he needed like Bakugo. He was like, Bakugo, like you need to go like move those fans and like direct them. And he's like, don't tell me what to do. I see how. And it's like, he took on this leadership role and was able to help his friends, even though he wasn't the one right. that needed to be up there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good at, he's a good tactician. He, he's, yeah. good, he's good at helping and he, and people look up to him. Even Bakugo is like, all right, you know, uh, um, I honestly think, I mean, out of the gate, I think Todoroki is more shippable. You know, I would rather hang out with Todoroki. Uh, I would rather grab a beer with Todoroki than I would Michael because Michael is a demon still. Oh, are you are you serious right now? I would much. I think I would much rather get a beer with Todoroki. You say that after the episode where he plays the bartender and he's given, uh, he's serving uh, up the the brews and serving up the knowledge. That's a good point. That was an amazing scene. He was playing his Sam Malone character from Cheers. Yeah. That was a great scene. I mean... I wouldn't... I would get a... We've seen what it's like to have a beer with Michael, and it was (laughs) life-altering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looked at this person and was like, 
I'm going to set you on the right path in your life to be a good person. And he did it. Uh, Michael now. Definitely Michael now I would get a beer with. You're right. You're right. Not that I'm pushing for Michael, but like of all the things for you to pick, uh, like this is one of the few times we've actually seen one of our characters in a bar. And, serving drinks. And yeah, and he was amazing at it. Yeah, not only that, he served. He's, yeah. He's a host. He's not just a beer buddy. He's, he's, he's a, everything. He'll probably hook you up with the, like, you know, it's on the house kind of a deal. Whereas, like, I think that might be a low point for Todoroki because, I mean, we keep praising him for coming around to becoming more friendly, but he's still not, like, the most buddy-buddy, interesting yeah. guy. Yeah. He's still not that open. It's just more about his journey from, like, being closed off to becoming open is what has made him such an interesting character. Yeah, and it's tough, man, because, like, th- this show is, like, still in its, you know, adolescence. Like, it's so young. Well, I mean, we've read the manga. But even still, like, yeah, I would say like like he could be something completely different. He could in the future, but we can't. We have to we base it on what these characters are today. And right now, right you know? now, like he's got he, he he's got a few things. Well, let's let's talk about some basic things here, right? Cultural impact of these characters. I think, interestingly enough, it's got to be Todoroki, but like, he's not the main character of the show. Thing, you're just arguing if which was, show is bigger. Yeah, that, that's exactly what that is. So, like, I almost think that that doesn't. That's a wash. Like, yeah, it just doesn't even matter. It's like irrelevant right. here, right? Yeah. So, we're in the quarterfinals. We're not. We're if we're splitting hairs on the difference, we can't do that <laughs> between which character has had more impact uh, culturally than we're doing something wrong. Impact in their world, fictionally, that's got to oh, be Michael. Absolutely, absolutely. Todoroki isn't hasn't. He's he's aided in like stopping Stain, which did cause ripples in the in the world of My Hero Academia. But Michael's literally like trying to change the system of heaven and hell. Of everything. I mean, everything. The whole like fake good place was all his idea. Also, yeah. Like in a weird way, him having such a sick, twisted way of torturing people is what maybe saved them. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's a good point. So it's like I would have to give that to Michael. That's got to be Michael. Um, who's a more competent character? I actually almost want to argue it's Todoroki. I think so because like I feel like Michael's character is so interesting because he's so flawed and he continues to learn from his mistakes. And it was like he's sort of this baby that knew nothing about humans who thought he knew everything, and he's just learned every step of the way that he actually doesn't understand them. Yeah, exactly. It was like Todoroki's like, oh, I'm actually really good at my powers, and I kind of like no like i know right from wrong and your social skills aren't the best but otherwise like he is he works hard and he's skilled and he's good at what he does yeah so i would give that to todoroki yeah i mean michael couldn't even torture four humans right he tried <laughs> how many times did he do that simulation it was over 800 oh, it was 800? 800 yeah times. yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I think we're in the battle. <laughs> yeah. Snap. It, it was when Jason figures out. He's like, Jason, you figured it out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too good. Um, so that's got to go to Todoroki. Uh, character growth has to go to Michael, though. Yeah. Like Todoroki we, is grown, but not, as the, not at yeah. the, the length that Michael has grown. Which is interesting, because I feel like we talk about that as being a big deal for Todoroki, and I wonder if that just has more to do with the medium that he's in, because cartoon and anime characters so so significantly are not allowed to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're talking, like, 
maybe like, Avatar or something. Yeah, or know? like time. Like, but even then, like Aang was sort of like the same kid he always was. That's like, true. You know, like he didn't really break his rules. Like yeah. he sort of was able to like Todoroki's challenged on what he believes all the time. Yeah. So, um, like growth, it's gonna have to go to Michael, but you know, Todoroki did a does a decent job there. But not as not it's it's more about like when we look at him compared to everything else in his genre. Yeah. So that's got to be Michael. Who do you think is more likable? That's all. Like, I think that's a wash, dude. You do? Okay. I think the best part of the show right now is is Ted Danson. I think that's what people want. I I, I love Ted. I mean, I also Darcy. Every Darcy's epi- yeah. Every episode, I feel like I'm like, no, this is my favorite character. That's it's Janet yeah. this week. Nope. Now it's Michael this week. Now it's Chidi. Now yeah. it's Eleanor. <laughs> okay, that's true. Todoroki is a, is also like a very yeah, but he's but he's not a likable person up front like he is now but he wasn't at first but there's something attractive about that yeah that's true <laughs> i mean there's something there's something interesting it's about Tsunade kind of thing where it's like you yeah. know oh like oh she's um oh, this person seems really mean but actually they're super nice and i feel like he's not a show-off like he has so much power and like when he was first using it like yeah. he could have been such a show-off but instead he's just try he tries to be efficient because he knows how much stronger he is than most other people so he doesn't try to like toy with them or it's like bakugo does yeah you know so uh, okay yeah uh well that that one doesn't matter um fighting skill who's gonna w- okay who's gonna win a fight in a fight this is an interesting weird one in an actual fight because i don't can michael f- i mean if michael's in his true form correct right like correct can Todoroki put up a fight? It's just so hard to tell because, like... I mean, Michael's a demon. Yeah. So, now we saw when he was on Earth, I don't think he could wipe people's memories and stuff. Yes. So, on Earth, assuming he could go as himself and not as in his human suit, like, it's as long as he could be his demon body, um, Michael might destroy Todoroki. He would definitely be able to be him no matter what in the bad place because he could just snap just wipe his memory and just reset him and do whatever he wants. Like, he has control over that domain. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's his power. Yeah. So it's like Todoroki just wouldn't be able to fight him there. But I, in the real world, because we don't know what that demon body of his looks like. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have his demonic abilities. It's kind of a toss-up. So then the question becomes, like, you know, in Todoroki's world, maybe you might be able to find an argument, like, where he's going to win, like, assuming we're stripping Michael down. Um so if we go to the cage match, what do you think? Both characters at their best possible abilities. Like, we're not handicapping either of them. No one's being limited in what they can do. So Michael's got his snappables. He's got his his uh, fire squid 60,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. And Todoroki is, like, maxed you know, out. You know what's crazy about that is that part of me still thinks that it's a bluff. It could be. It part could of be me a bluff, still thinks that it's he actually... still a demon. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. I isn't that like, which is why, which is why I don't like, but his he still has demonic abilities. Period, though. Yeah, I don't know if Todoroki could put up with that. That's pretty. That's like on another level, man. Yeah, I fight wise, I think Todoroki can only win in the scenario that Michael doesn't have his ability to present himself as his demon form or have the ability to snap and just make things happen. Yeah, like that's the only way. That's the only way. So I would say fist fight, Todoroki. With powers, Michael. Yeah. But then, like, again, do we know how strong a demon is? Like, we just don't know. It's almost a little too unknown. Yeah. 
Uh, I'd be willing to say that maybe we just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think we But just... it is fun to think about. Sometimes you just got to chew on some bubble gum and spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if it's true, if he's a 60,000-foot fire squid, you know, Todoroki having ice powers would be a good fight. But I think that's too massive for even Todoroki to do. That's ma- that's enormous. Uh, if if we knew for a fact that that was the truth, I would say this goes to Michael. But because it's an unknown, move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on from that one. That's a tough one. I wish we knew. I wish we if we had finished this because like, I don't know, man. Part of me feels like he's not a f- big old squid. I, it's very true. It's very possible he might not be, but he might be. He might be a fire. Cuz like why like we saw cutscenes from that. There's a lot of juice. There's a lot of juice there. <laughs> there's a lot. He, he said there's so much juice. So much juice. <laughs> and Jason was like, "Yes, I need to, to see, see that." <laughs> I was kind of hoping. Yeah, I was like, to "Yeah, please. Please let me see it." Um, who do you think is funnier? I think I think there's an actual clear answer oh, here. Oh, Michael. Yeah. 100%. Right? Michael's hilarious. I mean, he's dude. on a sitcom. He makes the best little like like remarks. Like what he say is something about like the other day he said something that was like, um, nothing's as fake as this unless you're looking at Instagram once or something. Oh like my that. god. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Uh but I think he, easily Michael's funny. Yeah. I mean there Todoroki's not a funny character, which is interesting because he's on arguably like My Hero Academia, although it's a superhero show, they make a lot of jokes. Yeah. So, but he is the straight-laced, not very funny guy. Yeah. Um, not a lot of humor coming from Todoroki. No, no. Michael's hilarious. So that's a point for Michael. Yeah. Are we about to have a sitcom character go through to the final round? I, I honestly feel really strong about it. I don't think he's, he's just a sitcom character either. He's like a, he's a strong character. Okay, well then like, let's, 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 cl- let's clear the air here. Do you currently feel like you would be ready to make a decision? I do. You do. I think it's, it's it's a very clear answer. Okay. I I sort of agree with you. I kind of want to see if we can just if there's any one other thing that we can ask about Totoro. Yeah. Cuz he is an incredibly commendable character. Right. So I just don't uh, it, it's it's just <sighs> You know their personal relationships is like probably the most interesting thing about them. Yeah. Um and this is kind of where Michael got to move forward because the question became about how he has this internal dialogue that's become so important even though we don't actually hear it on the show it's so obvious like you can see the wheels turning and then he always explains his decisions afterwards Um, whereas Todoroki actually has an internal dialogue I would say the biggest highlight moment for Todoroki on the show for me and then you tell me if you can think of anything better is when he understands how Midoriya is putting himself like through this awful fight with him and just destroying his body yeah. just to force Todoroki to own his own powers and that because he wouldn't use this was at the time where he wouldn't use his fire right because it was because it was it was his dad's yeah and he didn't want to use it the quirk that his dad gave him and since his dad was abusive he didn't want to I mean his dad basically just he wanted his son to have two powers like it right. was pretty messed up right you know so like it was that scene I think that was a huge turning point for right with Midoriya is there a better scene for Todoroki than that I feel like we have a new category on our hands here which is biggest moment um so then what is like right now I mean he fails the exam you know the provisional license exam right um he gets it back but even when him getting it back it's not like a very 
big oh yeah Todoroki moment you know what I mean yeah the provisional licensing exam him failing was interesting to me because I feel like that was not his fault I totally agree it was totally what's his name's fault dude but it's interesting how although he's removed the shackles of his father it's like people still have that perception of him so it's kind of like oh sorry buddy you don't get to move on from this that fast just because you've decided you're going to move on the world is still going to look at you as Endeavor's son yeah yeah like you're gonna have to deal with this your whole life is basically what that scene said to him and he kind of failed that he did he sort of failed that yeah which i would argue michael offering to sacrifice himself to save the group when there was contention when there was an outside party yeah michael didn't say like well we should call them up and like restart the thing and whatever like to save his own face, he was actually like, you know what? Like, these other people are getting in the way. Like, let me get myself out of the way for you. Whereas Todoroki kind of, like, fought back with that guy. And, like, yeah, that's... He, he he gave in. Michael overcame. He did. Unless it's not Michael. And we just don't know yet. Well, no. I mean, they did that whole thing, though. They're not going to do a triple skin suit. Dude, honestly, I wouldn't be... I'm not, I'm still not convinced. I don't think so. I mean, I, I guessed... At like the first episode that they were gonna do a skin suit Michael and that it was a bluff. I don't think we're gonna get a triple bluff. Where's this where's the skin suit Michael though? I think the what's his face was telling the truth. I think he actually thought it was skin suit Michael, uh, the demon that came to tell them, but the other bad demons like screwed with him. They didn't tell him their actual plan because they didn't trust him, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't think that the demon that showed up was supposed to show up because ja- they had bad Janet. That's it's right. Like they had bad Janet. Like, I honestly completely forgot. Yeah, about that's why I'm that. saying like it can't be skin suit Michael because then imagine you've skin suit Michael and you have bad Janet. Yeah, it's that's right. Like there's no way they could pull off both of those. And they had to go get good Janet now. That's right. Yeah. Okay, you're right. It's just too much. It's too much. Um, so I feel good about Michael. this though. So I think I think Michael moves on. Yeah. Matt, wow. would you do the honors? Well, Todoroki. Looks like you're following your dad's footsteps and you're still the number two hero son. <laughs> Dang. Michael's moving on to our final, the division final, the final two. I, 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 I'm so. I'm happy about this. You know why I'm happy about this? Because, I mean, the other characters we're about to talk about are the antithesis of what I'm about to say, but every, all the other characters that made it very far have always been these characters that have these really huge like backgrounds multiple versions of the characters so much history and so it's like it's hard not to be able to argue for them yeah and we were we've always talked about like wouldn't it be great if there was just like one character who's in like one thing and it wasn't a big thing but they were so good that they could win yeah man that's that's the michael that's, he's in he's he's not even in 50 episodes there aren't even 50 episodes of this 30 minute show yeah it's like 12 episodes a season there's only three of them so far like that's it that's it and he is in the number, t- he is going to the finals. He might be the he, ultimate fictional he character. He might be the ultimate <laughs> fictional character, Matt. Oh, man. Ugh. Are we ready to move on to our f- final round for today? Yeah, we're ready to do it. Guys, let's just jump right on into this. Uh, first up, we have, you know him as many names. Amazing. Spectacular. Uh, fantastic. Sup- fantastic. Superior. It is Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Is Peter Parker the superior Spider-Man? Uh, well, no. <laughs> uh, it, it, he gets his body back, but it's it, it's still like he was. It was still Peter Parker's body, so okay. I just included it. Okay. Yeah. 
I, uh, I'm glad that I actually knew that. Yeah, that was, that was good. I mean, it's just <laughs> such a massive amount. I mean, as I just like as I just went over, like yeah, massive amount of fiction here. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, and then we have the chosen one himself, prophesized to bring balance to the force. Ugh. There ain't no metachlorians like the metachlorians that Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, has. Christian, I've been dreading this for like all month. I have been too. <laughs> like again, like I really wish this season ended at the beginning of next year, just because we both have the finale for the good place, and like I am gonna be kind of bummed if we don't have Hayden Christensen pop up as a ghost in this movie. I think you're you're like I don't I think. Chris, I think you're a minority in that. <laughs> no, it just it just feels like the perfect way to actually tie everything together, especially since there's all this stuff going on with uh, the Emperor coming back. And, like, we know, like, if you watch in Episode 7, I've been guessing this from Episode 7, was that, you know, Kylo goes and talks to the Darth Vader helmet. Yeah. And so I've been wondering, like, oh, was Snoke, like, possessing the Darth Vader helmet? And now it's more like, oh, is the Emperor possessing the Darth Vader helmet? And that's, he's been, like... Maybe Kylo truly believed he was speaking to his grandfather. And so now what if Anakin actually comes back and is like, dog, you messed up. I, man, I didn't think about this. I should have, did the new trailer reveal anything that might be a crucial piece of information for this? I mean, you see, you see the Darth Vader helmet like on a pedestal get destroyed in a fight. Wow. So. That's pretty big. Yeah. I have not seen the trailer yet. Do you yet? want to pause it and watch the trailer? I don't know. Let's just. Oh right. I was gonna watch it in. The, no, I was gonna wait to see it in the that's movie right. theater. I forgot. I shouldn't have even told you that. I it's okay. That, that's not. I don't mind spoilers. Well, I, I mean, just look, wanted to experience the final trailer in theaters for the. You know what I mean? Because it's like the final of the Skywalker saga. It felt like a big deal. It does feel like a big deal. Yeah. I mean, so let's let's get to this fight because we have. I mean, Michael. Michael just did the thing that we've been talking about. And now the question is, will Darth Vader do the other thing we've been talking about? Because there have been two threads that we've not yet needled. And we finally have two characters that have sort of made their way there. One from a small series and now a villain. Yeah. No other villain has made it even through a division final. Like, this is the first time. So that's sort of a big deal. Um, and I was thinking about this last night. Yeah. And here's, here's why. Most villains are never a protagonist. Right. And the best ones that are protagonists are often the ones we all remember. It's why people like the Joker. It's why Walter White is one of the greatest characters ever made. I'm sure he'll show up in that bucket at some point or another. Wait, he hasn't come up yet, right? He's not. We've had someone from Breaking Bad. Maybe he did come up and we just screwed up. I don't know if he did. Did he? <laughs> we'll have to check. But well, like, so we, we talked about Breaking Bad. Oh, crap. Did he come? I mean, he might have been, he might have been eliminated. But uh, <laughs> who knows? Wild things have happened on this show, Matt. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. But, like, it's hard, I think, for you to pick a bad guy over a good guy, especially when you have a golden boy like Spider-Man, like Peter Parker. For real, though, man. And there's so much history there. It's like, and I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm, when I'm talking about Spider-Man, I'm just going to talk think about the Amazing Spider-Man run and the movies, like the uh, current movies, you know? I don't want to get off into spinoffs. Right. And Which, stuff like that. So that's that's something I was actually also thinking about is it's a benefit when we argue specifics about these characters for Spider-Man to be able to pull from so many things. Be like, oh, well, but what about in this? When it, it's like, yeah, that's true. They've probably had almost every scenario written about for these characters, sort of like a you know Doctor Who and Ash Ketchum. 
Yeah. But um, at the same time, because he's been rebooted so often and sort of reimagined, it's like, yeah, he's like he's he's meant to empathize with like a, a, the new generation every time. He's like a host of people. He's not like just one Peter Parker. Is that also possibly a downside to a character? Because since since they have to be like repurposed over and over again, could you argue that it makes them a little bit less like original and thoughtful? It's like I feel like people love Miles Morales so much because it wasn't just a reboot of Peter Parker for a new generation. It was like they actually made a new character. Yeah. Instead of just changing the old one. Yeah. It was like Darth Vader is only Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. There aren't like multiple versions outside of the fact that like Disney nuked the old expanding universe, but they still kept his general story. Yeah. It's just something to, for us to think about. Man, Christian, you're going to have to help me. I'm I'm like, I'm like looking at this and it feels like a giant wall has appeared. It does. So let's, <laughs> let's, I mean, let's, let's look at some of these. We're going to have to just throw some of these categories out. Yes, I agree. Cultural impact has to be thrown out, and so does fictional impact. Absolutely, both of the massive, they have to be. massive yeah. impact in both. In fact, both. I, yeah. If if this new Spider-Man weren't so beloved, I would possibly throw it in Darth Vader's corner, only because he has persisted as such a massive character that's like forty years old, but didn't have new media for so long. It's yeah. like Spider-Man partially was relevant for so long because they keep bringing him back and rebooting him for new generations. Like Darth Vader, they did it once they did it. And every, like every generation has stuck with that character. Yeah. So, but I mean, you, that new Spider-Man, man, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Tom Holland is Peter Parker. Yeah, absolutely. He's the best incarnation of him. He's incredible. You know, he's, he is this, uh, uh, you know, this, this idol, this like representation of what it means, like of, of growing up. You know what I mean? Uh, he is extremely likable, and he is flawed. Though you know, he has he's he has growing pains. As like, a, I, I like that he feels like a real teenager. He does feel like a real teenager. How often do you feel like he, as a person, grows, or like how much of his stories are often him just retreading the same ground? Like, what is Spider Man's arc? That's actually a good question. I've never thought about it. what. What is Spider-Man's arc? Well, he realizes with his power, right? He uh-huh. needs to start But that's using like it. his beginning. No, we're talking beginning, right? But as he's grown up, he's actually like grown up and stuff. You know, Peter Parker has gone on and he's just trying to make the world a better place. He goes to college. He gets a degree in science. He becomes a scientist. He starts his own company called Parker Industries where he's trying to actually like, you know, go global and have protection like uh, protect the people with like you know new technology and stuff like that um and then that went to poopoo because doc ock took over his brain and you know and there was this whole thing but now he's still trying to better like he's he, he's growing uh and he learns a lot from his mistakes like he's constantly he's still making mistakes but it's not they're always new ones he 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 would find in growth because he's i feel like what i like about peter is that he's constantly pathfinding like a new a new move. He's not laterally moving. I always feel like he's going up in his life. You know what I mean? Like we don't always see like what I like about the amazing Spider-Man comics is that it's not a rehashing. It's all like, it's all momentum. It's all growing in the comics, in the amazing Spider-Man comics. Like he's, he is slightly changing his relationships change. Like, you know, uh, he's had a, like he's, he's been married. He's had a kid. Um, 
we won't talk about the kid because that's not technically continuity now. But like he, he Peter Parker's stories aren't just rehashed. Sure, he doesn't have Batman syndrome where he just goes back to. I don't feel like he has Batman syndrome. No, no, I don't. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, him. and he he's and in his journey, he's like always trying. He's always finding the the better in people and like lifting people up. He's you know, but it's all. But I like about that though. What I like about that is that like he's trying to make other people look good and like lift them up, but he sometimes that feels like a distraction to himself. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's sort of because Peter Parker is one of those rare superheroes where I feel like the suit is not who he is. Yes, he, he actually is Peter Parker. He's not Spider Man. You know, sometimes he has to be Spider Man. Yeah, but I think he's actually Peter Parker. Yeah, it's like Tony Stark is Iron Man. Thor is Thor, you know. Captain America is Captain Freaking America, right? Batman's Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne. No, but Peter Parker. Peter Parker is Peter Parker. Like, I mean, maybe Steve Rogers is is a little still Steve Rogers, but like, eh, yeah, he's maybe the closest, yeah. to those where he's actually a person. Peter Parker doesn't have that. That I just have always loved. Like, t- I had to give credit for an, a, a comic book that's that's going. 900 issues strong that it's the character is constantly it's not re, there's no rehashing the character's constantly growing his relationships change like for example right now like J. Jonah Jameson knows that he's Spider-Man and because uh, his his J. Jonah Jameson's dad married Aunt May and so there's a new dynamic there like they're always pushing Spider-Man like why is Aunt May's age change all the time like I, did you, but you know, I, I, I appreciate that Spider-Man has like has he literally has grown, you know. Where when you do have things like Batman, if you do like the regular Batman run, like he, they'll be retellings or he's yeah. young again and stuff. Well, like let's that. so let's let's dial back because we need to talk about Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. But I have one last thing I want to bring up about Spider-Man. Uh, actually, we'll go back to it. We'll come back to it. So Anakin Skywalker, man, what a great character. He really is. Even, and it's interesting, like, when you look back at the prequels, like, uh, the prequels are sort of a mixed bag. Um, I think you could easily argue that there's probably a lot of poor decisions in how they were developed. Right. But the stories still, like, are very true and very much Star Wars. Um, And they really kind of fit the design of the characters they had built and that world. So how you feel about the acting is one thing versus, like, what they're saying about the character. Yeah. So it's like... You have this child, and he goes through several phases of, first, he has, like, no real hope for his future, but he still, like, finds a way to build the future for himself and try to get himself out of a situation with him and his mom being a slave, and that was through pod racing, something that should be inconceivable for humans, which is fortunately the thing that lets Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, like, Qui-Gon's like, this kid shouldn't be able to do that. What's going on here? Right. Let's check his let's check his germ count. Let's his germ a, count? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> let's take a skin scraping and get a cytology exam. See what he's infected with. Oh, it's the force. <laughs> he's got a lot of force going on. Um so then they send then they then they send him in. And uh he's very naive as a child. And I feel like his naivete is what carries forward for the rest of his series. And it was sort of the thing that I think he never broke out of, but like in sort of a good way. It's like kind of one of the things that like make him such a scary person. Because I think as a villain, he was so scary, not just because he was strong, but because 
his ideals were like hinged on such thin concepts that they could just be changed that like his emotions could be played and that's because he just he he wasn't like really educated he wasn't taught like about the world from right and wrong like you he know, was like, a slave man. he was a slave right so he saw and experienced awful things he had to leave his mother um he was taught to wield an immense power and because of that he wasn't allowed to like use it to protect his mother yeah. and he was supposed to like ignore his attachments and feelings which like you know you look at the series now and it's like yeah maybe the jedi obviously didn't do everything right um because if they had they wouldn't probably have ignored him right they wouldn't have just like mis been misguided with yeah. him and ultimately he feels failed by this order and he blames them partially because he blames himself mhm though he never had like a father figure and I think he liked looking up to like Obi-Wan kind of that way, but they were sort of more like peers because Obi-Wan was still pretty young when he started training him. Right. He wasn't a master yet. And Obi-Wan himself was kind of misguided. Um, and eventually he got to the point where it was, it's kind of like, it's like a kid who grew up in like a really like conservative like area who wasn't taught about the world. And then they go away to college. Yeah. And then, like, they meet someone that's like, nah, man, that's not the world. Let me open up your eyes. <laughs> and that's, like, what the emperor does to him. Uh, totally. And the emperor's like, no, you have this power. I'm going to show you how to use it to get what you want. Unlike the Jedi who told you you're not allowed to use it and you have to watch the people you care about die. And he's like, yeah, that is screwed up. And so then he just follows along with the next order. And it was because he was losing everything that he thought right. he might have. Look, Anakin... Man, he was corrupted, right? By but then he was brought back. Force. Yes, and that's that's the journey of Darth Vader, which is the real thing. So let me tell you about a little bit of uh, a little EU stuff here because this is kind of important. Um, especially like people are gonna be like, oh, well, in the movies maybe matter, but that's kind of like not fair because then I could just be like, okay, we'll just talk about Peter Parker in the movies and we won't talk. You about You get into the comic book the territory. Comics. Well, for Darth Vader, I want to talk about Clone Wars also. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. This, so Anakin Skywalker, Clone Wars, incredible. It was basically everything you heard Obi-Wan Kenobi tell Luke right. in A New Hope about him being like this master Jedi and he was an incredible fighter pilot. All of Clone Wars, he does that. And he gets his own Padawan who is trained to be one of the coolest Jedis in the series, Ahsoka Tano, who is also defeated this season. Yeah. Um, they actually have a run-in together in Star Wars Rebels where they fight each other mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. uh, I think it might be Darthamir is where they have the Sith Temple. Yes. Um, and uh, Darth Maul's there too. So, like, all that goes down, um, which is interesting because Obi-Wan failed in training Anakin. Anakin ended up going to the dark side because Obi-Wan was so blinded by the dark side, as were the other Jedis, that they didn't see that Emperor Palpatine was that Senator Palpatine, then Emperor, was the Sith Lord who also was actually training Anakin. Yeah. Like he actually was Anakin's master. Yeah, exactly. That's where that goes That's... wrong. And then you have Darth Vader's castle, right? And there's this amazing story that they've come out with with Darth Vader, and it was the Emperor essentially teaching Darth Vader that he can get Padme back and he can reconnect with her like th through the through other the, world. Yeah. 
Um, and he had to like gather these and it was this really like weird. And so it shows there's this point in time where he's still attached to his past. Yeah. And basically every bad thing Darth Vader does is just him fueled by the rage of all everything he lost. Christian, what do we do? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. I don't even know if our list is going to help us because like they're pretty similar. This is, this is very hard. We need to literally go it's like every vote counts i think every every topic <laughs> so let's just counts. go through all the topics it's like let's keep eliminating them because we, we can't do cultural impact we can't do no i know we can't character arcs and challenges we, they're just both they're both they both have incredible challenges and character i arcs. honestly think peter parker is like in terms of superhero comic books like the greatest superhero like ever he's one up I mean, he's the only one to make it this far. Yeah. But then, as it goes, Darth Vader is possibly one of the best villains I know! Ever. I know! So, which is also a harder thing. Like, I, I, again, and I said this before, but it's harder, I think, for an antagonist to be a hero in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, if we were to say, like, who would win in a fight, I think there's a lot of people that might say Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is super strong. Right. He is super strong. He's fought telekinetics before, and he's been able to hold his own. But science, he created a contraption that could counter the force, I think. Well, no. So that's the thing. I don't know if he could create a contraption that could counter the force, but he might be able to, like, just be able to use enough brute strength to the, at least nullify. Like, they just... To, so, like, nullify the force. Like, yeah, yeah he's then, pretty strong. Then the question becomes, though, could Darth Vader just force choke Spider-Man? I don't know. Like... I have no idea. And that would just be it. You know, we it's like know. He, you can't protect the inside of your trachea. <laughs> you just, it's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, maybe Iron Man could, but like nanobots. <laughs> but Peter Parker also has nanobots. Okay, so maybe he has a way to do that. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, like, I mean, realistically, if you're a powerful enough force user, you're not limited to, if, if you could crush someone's trachea, you could snap their <laughs> spinal cord with your fingers. You could just snap. Oh, yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Which I feel like that would have been a fun thing. Snapping someone's spinal cord with just oh you mean in Avengers yeah, instead of like a, no just like instead of like a like a crushing throat crushing move maybe like oh like an instant snap like snap your just people just drop. oh that makes sense to me you know that's like not kid friendly though I think no but no. either is choking someone slowly Ugh. I guess like with that you can let go you can't un you can't put the spine back together no yeah yeah it's severed it's severed uh yeah this this might be an explicit episode <laughs> um. So, okay, how about competency? Um, I mean, I, I would argue Peter Parker's a more competent character than Anakin Skywalker. I think so, just and we've seen it. Like, yeah. Peter Parker is literally, lift, like, yeah. not to get specific with stuff, but, like, Peter Parker, through his competency, has been able to, like, exert his limit to, you know, for the to protect his, like, friends and family. Like, he's lifted, yeah. like, a ton of rubble off of him to go help Well, him and I would just even say it just, like, his mental acumen is, yeah. is better. Yeah. Um, if if we're talking about physical strength, competency, I Peter mean, Parker, someone's also been betrayed by like his closest friends and family too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they've both been through the ringer. They both we, we can't compare them. I like mean, that. even again, even the Emperor was planning on betraying Darth Vader. The Emperor wanted Luke exactly. to destroy yeah. Darth Vader so Luke could become yeah the Emperor's new groove. ultimate tool. The Emperor's new groove. Which, is an interesting <laughs> thing to think about because Darth Vader had the strength to take down the Emperor. He was able to pick him up. Like, that Force Lightning, he was like, I don't care. You're going he down. He just took it. 
like so like arguably Darth Vader was like the strongest force. Like he didn't want to kill his son. Yeah. He didn't want to win that fight. Here's the thing. I think the Emperor's still alive somehow. Well, we know that. Like, I mean, they revealed that. In the trailer? Like, in the first teaser, with him laughing. With him laughing. And they said he's well, coming back. Well, I've learned a trope with, like, Star Wars. If you throw someone off of a, into an endless no, gap, they had they're Ian, not actually dead. But they had Ian McDermott come out, and he was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's, there's stuff in Star Wars canon that shows, like, so we know Sith can't be forced ghosts, but, like, we have seen a Sith, for instance, like, tie their essence to objects so we know that that's a possibility um now this one's tough because ultimately anakin grows a ton and because he is supposed to be a bad guy like you can't you you have to look at his arc almost he, inver- I mean, inverse he came from be from slave to like lead ruler like leader right you know yeah an empire he built an empire yeah. like and he could have ruled it yeah so, um, just because he's bad doesn't mean he didn't grow. He just didn't grow the way you want your children to grow. Right. Uh, but it was still growth, but not in the way you would typically use that term. And obviously, Peter Parker grows because he just goes from an insecure kid to a superhero yeah. who just wants to do right. Like, he he learns a lot and he gets some stuff wrong. I feel like he makes mistakes, but he doesn't make as many big mistakes, right? Like he's he's definitely had his hand he's dipped his hand in some big stuff but that's oh, not dude, usually I, his role. Yeah, but I definitely think he's made big mistakes. Yeah, you know, like but is that traditional for Spider Man or is that more of just like, oh, I done goofed. It's like okay, maybe this was a big whoopsie, but typically I don't. Think I, it's such a big I think it's usually pretty big. Like it's a pretty big that's whoopsie. Fair. He did give all of that power in that recent movie to Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what I mean? Like that. Like he gets it's like <laughs> oopsie, but it's like oh oh, this guy's got. <laughs> Deadly drones and stuff, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's. Is there anything under growth that I think is going to matter? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I also want to say the same for likability. They're both likable, especially considering again he's evil. You're supposed to be terrified of him, and yet people want to be him. Right. Like I was so scared of Darth Vader when I was a tiny little kid at first. Like I know it was like kind of scary, but I also loved Darth Vader. Yeah. So it's like, and of course, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> like every kid wants to wear Spider Man. Right. So um, we talked a little bit about fighting skill. What do you actually think, given both of their best shot at going at it, Peter Parker versus Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader? Oof, boy. (laughs) Because the Uh, one thing I think that Peter Parker usually has over people is Spidey Sense, but the Force is Spidey Sense, basically. Yeah. That's how they're Vader, able to dodge It's stuff like Ganondorf versus like a chic player. You know what I mean? No, but it's it's not though, because he's not actually that. He's only that. He's. I mean, he can be that big and brutish, but he's also like quick because he has. I mean, look at Rogue One, the end of Rogue One. Yeah. You know, like he demolishes that room. I I don't know if I have an answer for this one. I don't know who I think would win. I. So this is such a hard one because I think. You could probably point to different scenarios in Spider-Man's history where he's had, like, this tool and this tool and this tool. But if you have, like, the standard stock Spidey suit versus, like, stock Vader, which Vader arguably might not be as powerful as, like, peak Anakin was in yeah. some ways. Um, in other ways, not. But I think Vader would actually win. It's just because I think, like, the Force is such a specific... It's, like, it's sort of like when you have magic users in Marvel... 
Right. Like the magic users sort of just have like a weird advantage because they don't have to contend with normal physics. And it's like, I think Peter could definitely incapacitate Vader, but Vader just has to use his mind and he could just choke him to death. I got Honestly, man, I, I'm with you on that. I don't know how Peter could, like, if it wasn't for the Force, I think he, if it was just like fist versus saber, I think Peter would have, we could win. Totally. But if we're incorporating Force. Which you have to. Because that's his, I think that's Vader literally like the thing that gives him his power. Yeah. It's like anyone can pick up a lightsaber. Yeah. We've, we've seen John yeah, Boyega's, you know, do it. Finn, Finn held lightsaber. He's just as good as anyone with a sword would be. Yeah. But he didn't have the force. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I would be, I mean, that also doesn't, it doesn't need to be a big point. But I would argue that in the way that I think we agree, Peter Parker's more competent than Vader. I think Vader is just, um, physically more imposing of a character yeah yeah i'm with you on that what what would you think what do you think are these two characters biggest moments their biggest moments i mean vader's has got to be oh i i mean he just has his presence man he's like the but like he, like specifically like if i were to say what is peter parker's biggest moment that he's ever had is it the uncle ben scene or is it like when he's lifting the building off of him or is it um, the death of Gwen Stacy, or like which thing? Those are all huge moments, right? Ah! But what do you what what moment defines Peter Parker the most? Ben Ben, uh, losing Uncle Ben, losing Uncle Ben. I think. Yeah, and, and then for Vader, it's losing Padme. Interesting, because I would say for Vader, it's the mo- defining moment for Darth Vader is the end where he comes tells, around and yeah tells where luke, he and he tells luke to like save himself he's like don't even try to save me it's like you saved me already like he physically didn't care about saving moment. his life he was like you saved me as a person oh, it gets me every time yeah I cry every time i see that sort of like bubbly old man yeah man like and they skin, try to do not like happy, but... that was weird <laughs> but it makes sense though it too sense. It, it makes sense. sense uh yeah that's a good moment where are we going with it the, they're both big moments just I mean, I guess Vader's is that moment's heavier, I suppose. I would I would also think that maybe um Spider Man's turn in uh Civil War. Yeah. Is possibly like his other biggest moment. Yeah. Because he picked the wrong side and he realizes that and then he changes sides and that's sort of a big deal for Spider Man. It is. Which the comic books again are so different than the MCU, which I think more people really are used to is the marvel universe right 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 but um or even the previous spider-man yeah where like secret identity is not as big of a deal in that stuff yeah for sure as the comics are um okay that didn't get us anywhere uh <laughs> i'll give laugh factor to spider-man yeah he's funny i mean he's he, got quips. that's his whole thing is that when he's nervous he makes quips he's got quips which actually might be the thing that this tom holland is the worst at he is. I think, actually, Andrew Garfield was pretty good at it. Yeah, I don't think... I think Tom Holland is second best at it, because yeah. I think we, the whole first Spider-Man is just nostalgia for people. It really is. I think it's just nostalgia. If you watch them now, they're fun to watch, but it's like yeah. it's like a different time, man. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Although that second one is pretty good. I love that second that one. That second one's pretty good. I mean, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy who plays Doc Ock in it. Yeah, he's great. I forgot his name. I that actor's remember. name. And it's literally at the tip of my tongue. Anyways, uh, he's great in it. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So, so he's laugh, got a laugh factor. Laugh factor. Going to Spider-Man. Uh, although, obviously, Vader's had his moments. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> choke on your aspirations. Yeah. They're usually choke themed. Yeah. That's like usually when he makes his jokes is when he's like, he's like, he's like, don't make me do this again sort yeah. of thing. Or yeah, yeah. like when they're at the table, he's like, we've dissolved the Senate. And the guy insults him. Um, ship ability. Anakin is very shippable. They're both shippable. They're both shippable. Uh, Peter Parker, like, they, and they both end up with like tens. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't need to put numbers on people, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, tens of people, tens of people. Oh, I thought you said tens. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, they're both. I mean, I think a lot of people might be like, no, Peter Parker is more shippable, and it's like again, Anakin Skywalker, like, sort of a big deal. They're both pretty shippable, man. Yeah. Uh, intelligence. So this one, I mean, so here's what I'll say about this is I actually think competency shouldn't go to Spider-Man because the thing that we're really giving him in competency is his intelligence. And I think intelligence goes to Spider-Man because, again, like competency, like Anakin was flying a pod racer that he built himself. At, like he was barely more than a toddler. <laughs> like that is impressive, like an unschooled, self-taught built C-3PO, built a vehicle, flew it, became an immense pilot, became it like that's incredible competency. Um intelligence though, he doesn't have the best no. critical thinking. Yeah. That's where Spider-Man comes in. Yeah. Intelligence. Yeah. So I think I think we kind of swapped the meaning when we went to competency there. I still think Spider-Man's competent. I think he's I competent think- too, but I don't think he's more or any more competent than Anakin Skywalker was. Yeah. I mean, especially because I think no, I think I'm a lot with of, you. I'm with you on that. I think like Spider Man inherits um a lot of his competency almost uh to match the powers that he inherits. Like he's he's always been super smart. Um and he probably would have done well whether he became Spider Man or not. Yeah. But I think having those abilities pushed him to be an even better person using like his That's true. His brain. Yeah. More than like he would have had to do. That makes sense. You know, it's yeah. just like I think when you f- you feel like you're so responsible for stuff in a superhero way, you probably bring that into your everyday life. Yeah. So where's that put us? I mean, we've we've. It feels like a watch still. Yeah. I mean, um, okay. Who is a more authentic character? And, okay, so we have two here, and these mean different things. So let's break down what they mean again, just as a reminder. There's authenticity and originality. Authenticity is like. Which of these actually like feels more like a real character and a real person, and which of these is like a more original concept? And I think we have different. Personally, I believe there's different winners for each of these. I agree. I th- I I'm with you on. I totally like. Man, look. I think Darth Vader is more um, authentic. Oh, okay. And Spider Man's. Wait, what are the? I think I think the other way. I think Spider Man's more authentic like he because because your whole thing with him and it's everyone's whole thing is that you're like oh he reminds me of me like he has my that's problems. what i meant yeah i was flipped and, excuse me and darth vader is like some people like obviously you can go to like chosen one kind of status but that was that was more anakin skywalker's journey but also his darth vader storyline and everything it's like that was like a very original idea and of course it's being pulled from things previous in history but so is spider-man but yeah <laughs> but like i i like it's tough to say that about Spider-Man too. And why I say originality at first is that when when Spider-Man was created, there was literally nothing like it. 
but there was really nothing like Star Wars. I know that's what I'm you saying. Know? It's so both. It's... Both of them are like, like because I I like that's what made that's why people liked Spider Man is because at the time no one was writing comics the way Stan Lee was writing dialogue for like Spider Man. Like no one was making them a real but person. I guess, what I guess what I would say is is that there were. And that's where I think authenticity is more interesting for Spider-Man because yeah. he otherwise is still just another superhero. But he um, reminds, he's like you. He stands for every day. Right. But that's where I think his authenticity comes in. But originality speaking, he's just another superhero. superhero. Yeah, but, I get you. And if you look at Star Wars today and you're like, well, why is Darth Vader any more interesting than any other like sci-fi villain? It's like, well, because when he was made, there was nothing else like that. Like there weren't. Like science, it was fiction. a giant gamble. It was people thought it was gonna flop. Right. I mean, the best science fiction was Star Trek style stuff, and that was nothing like this. No. And yeah. all the action sci fi stuff was just schlock. Yeah. So like, they're really like, I think he was more original in yeah. that point, especially because they made him turn. Like he was the big bad guy. Exactly. He did all of these horrible things. He captured Han. Yeah. And he offers the protagonist of the series. Uh, a peace offering of saying like, no, join me and we'll rule the galaxy. Like we'll overthrow the emperor. Right. And like this guy you thought was this big bad originally, like you find out was actually the good guy's dad. And like, it's just so, yeah, you got a very good point. It's so, a very good so point. He's more original. Yeah. And I think Spider-Man's more authentic. So that also still gets us nowhere. We're we're gonna have, have we a light bulb all moment. Of our list? No, there's more. There's more. We'll we'll have a light bulb moment. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, so these these next two, I think there's a winner on one of them and a wash on the other. So this first one, personal relationships, I think is a wash. I think, and this, and here's here's why I'm gonna say that. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong. Um, Darth Vader's personal relationships are clearly defined, especially with Anakin, and it's essentially his whole story. All he cared about were the people in his life. And when he didn't have anyone left, he wanted to blame the galaxy for that and punish them for that. Yeah. And then when he did have something again, he was like, I'm not going to make that mistake again this time. Like, I'm going to. And that's why he, he does the right thing. Yeah. And then, of course, Spider-Man, like Mary Jane, all of his all friends. His friends just, like, yeah. His relationship with all the heroes. Yeah. and Yeah. Spider-Man does spend more time in those relationships. Right, but then but again, the so does Anakin that... Skywalker. Exactly. Yeah. So, especially so wash. Clone Wars. This is one I think that actually. So this next one I think goes to Anakin. Um, again, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong here. This is, and this is where we get to the thing I said earlier of, oh, do we have a Spider-Man v. Darth Vader match right now when we're talking about Michael and Todoroki? And this is the thing that basically has won Michael all of his matches, which is their internal relationship. Mm. So Peter Parker definitely considers what he's supposed to do. And most of what I feel like he's challenged by is, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. But And making sure, like, his... Mm, that's a good point. Because here's the thing with Peter, is that it's always going to be doing the right thing. I don't think he's ever done anything. It's a little predictable. Right. You know? So and I and and I definitely they definitely write the character as if he has a real internal monologue as if the wheels are turning. Um but I don't know if it ac- explicitly feels that way like yeah. they really are. Yeah. Um whereas Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, his whole journey actually feels like 
an expression of the self and internal relationships because essentially becoming Darth Vader and ridding himself of Anakin Skywalker, his whole, like, I killed him, he's no more, Anakin's dead, that is when he became a bad person, was when he rid himself of the self. And he only came back to being a good person again when he accepted that, no, I am Anakin Skywalker, I am this person, and I can't shut myself out from the world anymore. Yeah. It's like his character is an internal relationship. From start to finish, man. Right. Like it's, that's a, that's, I would, I'm a, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's a huge point for him. That's a big point for Anakin Skywalker, I think. Which is, again, I, I don't, I'm not in any world saying I think Spider-Man doesn't think about his actions, but I think his actions feel more motivated by, am I doing the right thing? and What's right for the people around me? And um, outside of like some slice of life, life stuff, like, I'd say into the Spider-Verse, they're really trying to reframe Spider-Man as maybe like, oh, look at washed up Peter Parker. Yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Like, it doesn't feel like it's often about like, well, what about Peter Parker? Because I think he makes his choices based on other people and his personal relationships. But not for him. He ignores himself. Exactly. And when he ignores himself, he pays for it, but it's not necessarily it's driving. It's constantly. Like, you still see in the comics today, like, he, you know, like he... <laughs> It affects his relationships. It yeah. affects, like, it's almost like a curse, which, like, is a thing that he constantly goes struggles with, but he doesn't take time for, he doesn't focus about himself. No, but, it, the, like, it, it, you know. And, and that's okay because Darth Vader didn't, and that was what made Darth Vader so good, but I think the difference there is that Darth Vader's journey is about yeah. an internal relationship in a weird way, and Peter Parker's is not, because Peter Parker's is more about being not self-serving and, like, having to give up the self for others yes um and so like i think that point actually has to go like whereas the previous one i think both of them have personal relationships and spider-man's might be more important to him in some ways um and they're more important to the character i think interpersonal relationship is something that is defined by darth vader and anakin skywalker and not yeah. necessarily peter parker and i totally agree man i think that's a that's a big point for vader that's a big point for vader yeah. um I mean that's how that's, I, that's how Michael essentially won. Yeah, was for that question. Um, it's it's how do we find these parallels between these characters, Matt? Well, I mean, if you look at all like writing, it's all archetypes, man. It is. It's but it's archetypes with like a twist, with like your own flavor. You know, it's like jazz. It is, and Darth Vader is very much in some ways similar to Michael. Except, imagine if Michael had been a good person that became a demon, and then it's now flipped. it's like yeah, going back. like it's uh. I feel good. You f- you feel ready. I feel good, and I I part of me has been really thinking about this since we started this, and I've I was like, I think I feel like it's the right call, which is so hard to say. Is this what you were leaning towards earlier? This is what I was leaning towards. Oh, interesting. So what we were, you were leaning, leaning the same way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um. What's funny is a few days ago, I thought this was a lock for Spider-Man. Yeah. Only because, and I'm going to say one last thing to pitch Spider-Man here, just because it, um, I think right now in the world, people need heroes. Yeah. And so it makes him really important. But now again, thinking about that, it's like, my gosh, he must be a great character if he's a villain. Right. Right. He's just like, he's the king, man. He's yeah. like, ah. I feel good about it. I've given it a lot of thought, 
and I feel like it's the right choice. What do you think? I'm ready to do it. All right. Let's call it. So, you got one? I'm I'm a loss of words. Darth Vader will be back in not a long time and not a very far, far away finale episode going up against Michael from The Good Place. So, sorry, not so amazing Spider-Man. Oh, no, we did it! Oh, my gosh! We have a final... We have a final two. Knocked. Peter Parker's been knocked out. Oh my gosh! Should we not tweet this one out just so people don't get mad? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think. There, I I I feel like this was this one. I we, either way, I think there's a right choice. Yeah, people, I don't think people would be that. We mad. could just skip to the final episode. Just never air this. Be like, oh, we lost it. You should have heard it. We yeah. had great reasons. <laughs> Guys, we're going to our final round. Michael from The Good Place versus Darth Vader. That's happening next week. Thank you all so much for coming on this journey. This has been an incredible season. Yeah. Um, and we're back now. We'll be back on a regular basis again. We are back. Uh, After our finale, we're going to be going on a little, uh, doing little episodes, mini, like a, we're going to do our division loser brackets, loser brackets and stuff yeah. like that. We're also going to have a new category of characters for next season. So please write in. We need we need to fill the bucket with a lot more characters now. We've removed 128 of them. Yep. Um, but we're gonna add folklore because we realize we don't necessarily have like straight up folklore. Yeah. Characters. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna start putting stuff. You know, get some Bigfoot in there. Yeah. Things like that. Loch Ness monster. Uh, yeah. Which like some of those things are also like Halloween type characters too. So. Yeah. We'll get some stuff like that in there. Whew! Guys, we got a finale ahead of us. Uh. Once again, you can find me at the Mouse Vado. You can find Christian at Christian underscore Humes. Oh, and check out my Kickstarter. Ah, there it is. Yeah, for my card sure. game, yeah. Harmony, Echoes of Power. <laughs> More details to come on that. You're not going to want to miss it. It's awesome. Yes. Oh, nice. Maybe. Nice. Maybe yeah. not. Cool, guys. Well, thank you so much, y'all. We'll be back next week for the Division 2 finale. Stay on the hunt, y'all. <laughs>